Hey Lifeline, if we've never met before, my name is Luke and I am excited because we are beginning a new series right now called How to Date. And if you could guess, it is a series about love and sexuality and dating. Now, some of you, I already know, some of you are like, cool, I'm dating someone right now. These will, this will give me some good stuff to remember and think about as I'm in a relationship. While others of you are probably like, what? I, dating isn't even anywhere in my future in the next 30 years. So why are we talking about it? Well, I can promise you that whether you are dating someone right now or dating is in your distant future, these conversations over the next three weeks are going to be helpful. Not only in how to date, but just how to be a human being. That's my promise to you. Okay, so to start off our time tonight, I wanna ask you a question. Have you ever been dumped or like turned down when you asked someone out or you told someone you liked them or maybe just like broken up with while you were dating them? Um, I've told this story before, but it is a good one. So I was 11 years old and I was dating, <laughs> this is crazy, a 14 year old. Now I know what you're thinking, Luke's the man dating a 14 year old. I still don't believe it myself, but it is true. I was dating a 14 year old. Now, a couple facts about this relationship. We met online. I did meet her once. I went to her youth group and hung out with her and we had been dating for three months. So pretty serious relationship. So I'm talking on the phone with my three month girlfriend who's older than me and we're just, talking as we normally did, and then she breaks the news to me. Luke, I, I don't want to date you anymore. And I can honestly say that I was okay with that. I was just proud that I had had a girlfriend who was 14 years old when I was 11. Okay, so I'm like, okay, that, yeah, that's fine. Like, we can be friends. Uh, why? You know, I'm curious, I want to learn from this. She said, because I like your friend, Jeremy. Now again, in my memory, I didn't have like any hard feelings or anger about this. Uh, I was just trying to keep it cool. And I was like, oh, you like Jeremy? And she's like, yeah, I like Jeremy. And I was like, why do you like Jeremy? And she said, we have so much in common, which is a cool thing, I, I guess. I, I didn't know that they talked really. And so I was a little confused by that. And then I asked her the question, and this is where the story takes a turn for the weird. I say, I'm 11 years old, she's 14. I say, like, like what? What do you have in common? And I was genuine, genuinely curious. And I kid you not, this is not like made up. She says, we both love mashed potatoes. That is literally what she said. She, of all the things she could have chose, she said, Jeremy and I have so much in common because we both love mashed potatoes. It was like at that moment, my girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend, was deciding that the most important thing in any relationship is a mutual affection for starchy vegetables. That is messed up. Now, I'm telling you, I wasn't mad. I was just shocked and confused, as you can tell, because the one detail that was a little like, hmm, is that I love mashed potatoes more than Jeremy. I always have, I did then, and I always will. I'm a mashed potato guy. And so Amanda breaks up with me because her and Jeremy both love mashed potatoes. No one's even asked me if I love mashed potatoes. I guess I am a little mad I, now that I think about it. 
So the thing about that entire story is that my girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend, decided that the most important thing about her was her mutual love for mashed potatoes. Now, that to me just did not make any sense and it kind of blew my mind. Now, that was years ago, like a long time ago. But since that moment, I feel like I have built my identity, my sense of self, on things that have been pretty destructive. I've said, this is what makes me who I really am, and that is what, is what makes me who I really am. And maybe that's the case for you. And oftentimes, it's not even destructive things that do this to us. It's things that are good that somehow uh, become destructive when we base our whole sense of, of worth on them. And so tonight, I want to have a conversation about what some of these things are and, and show you and show us uh, what God says about us, the things that are most true about who we are. And so uh, I'm going to kind of walk through three different false identities or false answers to who we really are and show you kind of what God's word says about each of them. And the first one is my skills, my abilities, my beauty makes me who I am. Uh, growing up, I had this ability to make people laugh. And I learned pretty quickly that that was my thing. Like, I was like, okay, my comedy skills, my ability to make people laugh, that is what makes me who I am. And I held on to that really tightly in middle school and high school. I thought of myself as the funny guy. I thought of myself as the one that lit up a room and it made me feel good most of the time. The problem was that as I grew up, I recognized that other people were more funny than I was or other people were just better at other things than I was. And I would start to get jealous of them. Like uh, they're dating someone and I don't have a girlfriend, or uh, they have more friends than me, or they make people laugh more often than I do. And I, I found myself um, comparing uh, who I was to who they were. And those were the people that were better than me. But then I would look at other people and I'd think, oh, I'm better than them. I, I'm more gifted than them. I'm funnier than they are. I make jokes about them. And I was putting those people down. See, I, I put my whole sense of self on uh, being funny makes me who I am. And it, it led to me resenting some people who were better than me and uh, putting down those who were not as funny as I was. And I just wonder if maybe this is something that you deal with, this uh, comparison game where you're always wondering like, uh, is that person uh, more popular than me? Do they have more friends? Are they uh, better looking than me? And uh, on, on social media, it kind of feels like this is impossible not to do. But from my personal experience, I learned that uh, the people who were better than me, I, I didn't treat them well. And the people who were not as funny or not as gifted as I was, I didn't treat them well either. It just led to me feeling empty and me not being a very good friend. Well, God's word speaks into this. He speaks into uh, who we, re we really are from the very first book of the Bible, uh, from the creation story where God speaks and makes man and he creates woman. And this is what Genesis 1, 27 says. 
So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. What we learn in this verse is that God designed us uniquely. God created you and I, our passions, our bodies, our sexuality, all for a purpose. He made them with a specific intentionality, made in his image, to reflect his goodness to the world. See, God makes me who I am. Not how funny I am or the gifts that I have or the skills that I obtain over the course of my year. No, it's God, the one who created me, that makes me who I am. The second way that we can kind of identify ourselves that turns destructive is saying that the person we are with makes us who we are. This goes in uh, relationships that we're in, in, in dating. It also goes when we are alone and we want a relationship. I think of many times in my life where I saw other people dating and I thought, if only I could have a girlfriend, then I would feel complete or then I would feel like I really uh, had it going on. But here's the thing, a little bit about my story. I, I dated someone my first year of college and uh, her and I liked each other. It was like the first girl I feel like that ever liked me. And I was so excited. We hung out all the time and I quickly became kind of obsessed with this relationship. Like I ditched my friends, I only focused on her and I was like, I'm gonna marry this girl. And we had dated for like three months or something. Well, there came a day where she called me and said, hey, I, I don't think we should be together. And in fact, I think it'd be best if we just like stopped talking to each other all together. And it felt like my whole world turned upside down. It felt like everything I had invested all of this time and energy into, like 100% of it was just, uh, out of my hands, all in one moment. I was completely wrecked. And I learned in that moment that I was identifying myself by my relationship. I was saying, this relationship that I have is what makes me who I am. And it kind of made me obsessed, made me be like, I'll do anything not to lose her and my world will crumble if I do. And I wonder if this is something that you feel as well. Maybe it's a relationship that you have that's going well. And you're like, if anything went wrong, I don't know what I would do. Like, I need this person to love me. Maybe, like I said before, it's a relationship you don't have. And you think like, if only this person noticed me or if only anyone noticed me, then that would make me, me. I'm telling you from experience, it doesn't work. Even in good relationships, this sense of identity on a relationship being perfect or a person being perfect, it, it's faulty. It doesn't hold up. But I'll tell you what does. There's another passage I want to look at in the New Testament in Ephesians. And it's Paul talking about the goodness of God. And I want to read it to you. This is what Paul says. He says, And may you have the power to understand, as all of God's people should, how wide, how long, how deep, and how high his love is. See, Paul is saying that uh, the love of God is beyond anything we could imagine. The love of God for us is 100%, no matter what we've done or where we've been. And I'm telling you something right now, it is his opinion of you 
that matters. When I remember the love of God for me, I can have a relationship go south. I could have a relationship, have some conflict, and have to work through it. And my whole sense of identity isn't shaken because God makes me who I am. He loves me 100% and it's his opinion that matters. Okay, the, the third and final way that we can identify ourselves in a way that's destructive is kind of heavy. Oftentimes we can say it's my mistakes that make me who I am. Maybe for you, you've done some things that you're not proud of and that you wouldn't want anyone to know. Maybe it was crossing a boundary in a relationship and it was a boundary you would have never dreamed you would have crossed. Maybe it was something that you looked at or a way that you texted or talked to someone that if your parents or any person in your life found out, you just feel like your world would crash down. And, and you're walking around feeling like you're, you're carrying this big secret, this heavy weight that you just don't want to be found out. It can be easy in this moment to identify yourself by your mistakes, to say, yes, I made a mistake, and yes, I have made mistakes, but I think I am a mistake. I think I am broken. I think I am wrong. I didn't just do wrong, I'm just, I'm dirty, I'm messed up. Can I tell you something? If that's where you're at right now, God loves you. God loves you 100% and he is calling you into a, a life of joy and hope that allows him to identify you. I want to read one more passage and it's from the book of Psalms. And I want you, if you've made those mistakes, if you've identified yourself by your mistakes, if you've called yourself a mistake, listen to these powerful words. This is Psalm 103, verse 8 to 13. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. If you have identified yourself as a mistake, I need you to hear something. God makes you who you are. God forgives you 100%. Turn to him. Open your life to him, talk to him, and share what is going on with him. Listen, as we are beginning this series about dating, it's easy to put our identity in, in the wrong place. And it's my hope for us tonight as we've looked at maybe putting our identity in what we're good at or who we're dating or the mistakes we've made, it doesn't work. But what does work is reminding ourselves and living as people who are completed by God. God makes me who I am. And so my challenge to you on this day is that you would rest in the fact that you are created by God for a purpose, that you are loved by him and it's his opinion of you that matters. And that no matter what you are, have done, 
you're forgiven by him. That is what's true about you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the fact that you made us, that you love us, and that you forgive us. God, it is so easy to get distracted. It is so easy to put our whole sense of self on things that don't work. God, would you help us and lead us to putting our entire identity, everything about ourselves, putting our hope in who you are and in what you think about us. God, this is not easy, but we're asking for your help. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.